Welcome to another episode of the Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss cancer prevention that actually causes cancer risk and Olympic fishing competitions in a non-competitive way. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 96 for the week of August 2nd. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is T56.91, or toxic effect of unspecified metal, accidental, unintentional. I love that they had to... <laughs> say unintentional in there as well like yeah i don't really know if on purpose did (laughs) yeah i don't know i feel like that's a little redundant it's like yeah this is accidental but also unintentional so you know i'm really 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 sorry that you got this toxic effect from unspecified metal but um you know it's like (laughs) it's like back in grade school where it's like you're sorry but like then you're sorry sorry like super sorry that's what it is right (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know if i mean i guess unspecified metal is necessary but is it necessary because if it's a toxic effect from a metal then it must be a toxic metal right you would think so does it need to have unspecified or could it just be toxic effect of metal accidental yeah i don't I know. know i didn't write the book for this albert no. you know no. is that where you get these from a book <laughs> yeah yeah we do <laughs> icd 10 code book it's real interesting interesting so anyways let's get into the news turns out cancer prevention causes cancer risk four neutrogena sunscreens and one avino sunscreen spray have been voluntarily taken off shelves after traces of cancer causing chemical benzene in fact, an investigation by online lab Valishore found 78 popular aerosol sunscreens containing the cancer-causing chemical benzene. No one knows how the benzene got into the aerosol sunscreen, especially since it is not listed as an ingredient. Therefore, it is safer to use sunscreen cream. Experts say the most important thing to remember is that this recall is not a reason to stop using sunscreen, which prevents skin cancer. <laughs> but also potentially causes cancer (laughs) this is this is not good um what's interesting other than the fact that this is like a total like screw up is that Mm -hmm. neutrogena and avino are brands owned by johnson and johnson and johnson and johnson created a vaccine for covid so (laughs) and i happened to get that one so uh yikes dude um uh yeah hopefully (laughs) yeah Hopefully this this benzene didn't happen to leak its way into the vaccine as well. That's just like my favorite like thing it. here. No one knows how it's in there. I'm like, someone it's knows. just like, whoops. <laughs> someone put it there. There's something that contains it. It's it's definitely there. I mean, I never put it, you know, I will not confirm where we got it from, but it's there. It's definitely it's like, oh, my God. Um, I don't, is this an, is, is skin cream? Is that an FDA thing? I feel like it is right. I think probably, I don't know. I feel like they deal with products, but, but the FDA dude, uh, this stuff that they put, they allow to put in any kind of product is scary. And the fact that this just kind of leaked its way in there is even scarier. So I guess, I don't know how Neutrogena and or Avino is going to come back from this because it's bad 
yeah. um, from yeah. a branding perspective. So maybe they just, you know, kill the, both those brands and come up with something new. Right. That's probably a Vino Gina. That's what they'll call it. Our Nutra Gino. Nutra Gino. I like it. <laughs> Nutra Gino. That's why you're the marketing guy. That's why. That's Nutra Gino. Nutra Gino. Like this is not even close to the other two brands, but right. nothing to see here. Next up, bills for health bills. Several new bills have been signed into law in Illinois that take effect in January 1st, 2022. Senate Bill 471 states that most insurance companies in Illinois will be subject to several policy changes, including waiting time for appointments, travel time limits, copay requirements, and more. House Bill 279 requires oral medications to carry warning labels if they contain gluten. House Bill 122 prohibits many companies, including telephone, internet, energy, medical alert systems, and more from changing early termination fees for customers who die before the end of a contract. Senate Bill 605 requires schools to develop policies on truancy and chronic absences each year and report them to families, including information on chronic truancy. I'm glad that there is a gluten-free option for medication now. That's what I was just about to say. Like, <laughs> hey, like gluten is the new tobacco, man. If there's a tobacco product, they put a big warning on it. Right. Gluten it's like gluten may cause excessive gas. That'll be the Surgeon General's warning now. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, you know, waiting time for appointments and travel time limits are good. Sure. As a, as a, you know, to push out from a governmental perspective, in my opinion, because they're getting so out of hand. But I also feel like there's not much doctor's offices can do because there's such a huge shortage of physicians and nurses because there's so many people in the generation that need more health care, i.e. boomers. Um, and, you know, yeah. I don't know if this is necessarily I mean, it's cool to have this and it's like a good thought for, from a publicity standpoint. I just don't know if it's actually functional. Right. Also, Bill 122 that stops uh, people from charging early termination fees for customers who die before the end of a contract. <laughs> yeah, it's very specific. Talk about adding insult <laughs> to injury. It's like, it's, okay, yeah. you died. Ooh, sorry, you're in breach of contract. You were required Ooh. to live. So yeah, you're a state. Charge you more. <laughs> Yeah. Now there's, you know, you get the end of life contract termination fee and it just adds up. You know, sure. your estate has to pay this massive bill sure. for telephone and internet or internet. Because you just couldn't quite make it to the end of your contract. <laughs> that's so that's so messed up. Sorry. <laughs> really was counting on you. Living. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> Looks like your Netflix subscription is still going to continue. Oh. Um because it's contracted so right. yeah sorry about that bud seven dollars or twelve dollars a month from your estate <laughs> for the next 50 years because you yeah. wanted the the 30 percent off in the beginning so mm -hmm. and with that let's go into our next segment b-r-e-a-c-h breach patrol it's a breach all of the latest cybersecurity breaches Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about our latest breaches all across the world. Albert, what is the first breach we have? Ooh, okay. It is Olympic fishing competition, but fishing with a PH. Mm. 
Yeah. A Japanese government official has said that the personal data of Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games ticket holders and event volunteers have been leaked online, but the breach was not large. The official clarified that the stolen data includes personal credential data like usernames and passwords, which can be used to access Tokyo 2020 websites aimed for volunteers and ticket holders. Therefore, personal data such as names, addresses, and bank account numbers linked with these credentials might have all been compromised. One response is to inform people interested in attending or volunteering at the games about how scammers will attempt to monetize viewers' interest. Olympic-related phishing websites have been designed to steal users' credentials, which included fake pages offering to stream various Olympic events, selling tickets for competitions that won't have spectators, various giveaways, and even the first fake Olympic Games virtual currency. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yes, a lot happening. So a breach happened that is big. I mean, it's not big in terms of how many people have affected, but how much are the data that was involved. So anytime that there's financial information, um, you know, names and addresses, whatever, maybe you get a letter in the mail that's like a phishing attempt, but bank account information is is bad news. Um, so there's that, right? On top of the fact that the Tokyo games have already had so much controversy because, you know, no crowds, COVID protocols yeah. are really strict, um, you know, lots of protesting because the the people of Tokyo feel like, you know, Tokyo can spend all this money on new stadiums and facilities, but can't spend all this money on public health and getting people vaccinated. Um, so there's that. Yep. But then you have a comp or a hackers arguably coming up with a better marketing strategy for the Tokyo Olympic Games by having a virtual currency involved mm -hmm. than actually the real Olympic uh, committee came yeah. up with. <laughs> I was going to say, that's so not a bad idea. I know, like a virtual currency. That sounds like a cool idea. I don't know what you could do with it, but right. there's there's probably a play there for the Olympics. It's yeah, like contactless, less yeah. exposure. Who's, yeah, get yourself a a a fake Olympic exclusive medal um, <laughs> with this currency, or you know, bet on who you think is going to win the medal race from a country perspective. Who's going to win on an event level? Um, and encourage people to go to the events that are are less viewed because they're a little bit more obscure, right. like horseback trotting and trotting shooting. Which uh -huh. I gotta say, the fact that the United States won all three of the events in shooting um, in gold is ironic. I'm just gonna put oh, it at that. Oh, 100. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, yeah, that tracks. It's like, yeah, that 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 checks out. 100. Yeah. percent I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Also, didn't right to Bruce bear arms. Didn't Bruce Springsteen's daughter like ride horses in the Olympics this year or something like that? I have no idea. I read that awesome. somewhere that like one of the Olympic athletes for horse for equestrian stuff was Bruce Springsteen's daughter. And I'm like, huh. do you think that she used Born to Run as her music to play to? Oh, I would have been a missed opportunity if she didn't. <laughs> that would have been real. Or his insane. Christmas song. No. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> Just yeah, in July. Right. I mean, yeah, it works. Right. Next up, security for social security. <laughs> Lots of, <laughs> I love this. Uh, New York's Emma Willard School, an all-girls school in Troy, suffered a ransomware attack. Emma Willard is a well-ranked day and boarding high school established more than 200 years ago. The school is now offering credit monitoring tools to those affected by the breach. They are still identifying the extent of the attack 
but said that some employee social security numbers and financial information was stolen. They have not shared whether it paid the ransom or if one was demanded. So now very specific uh, school is getting a ransomware attack, which just goes to show you, Albert, it doesn't matter what industry you're a part of or how small you are. Hackers want your information because it's easy money if they get the successful ransomware off. Yep, you are always at risk. Don't think you can and also, the radar. yeah, right. I feel like at this point, breaches happen so often that there's no way that the hackers can keep track of all the social security numbers and financial information that they have. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. If banks are having problems, yeah, if banks are having problems keeping track of their customers' data and their multi-billion-dollar companies. There's no way that hacker hackerman XX three two five can keep track of all this bank information that he has. There's no right. way. No, none. I just so, picture his mom like Carol upstairs on keeping track of everything. In a <laughs> like, got yeah. you got sixty more to make. Good for you. Like, She's got it all listed in QuickBooks. Like, QuickBooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the enrollment cost for the summer program of this school, I was just looking at and curious, was yearly tuition for boarding students is $65,000. Oh, my God. What? That's insane. Wow. It's and these people cool. can't protect their employees? Right. Goodness. Right. That's insane. I mean, you know, hopefully they figure it out. It's unfortunate that it happened. But... 65 grand is so expensive for a boarding school. Yeah, that's a lot. That's 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 absurd. You'd think they'd have better protection. Right. Express expressed email breach. Express MRI is notifying patients of a health data breach that involved patients' personal information. The email data breach occurred in July of 2020 and impacted 1,707 patients of the Peachtree Corners, Georgia location, according to the Express MRI media representative. Information accessed included names, addresses, email addresses, dates of birth, ages, referring physicians, and body part scans. Whoa. Sounds no social morbid. security numbers, financial or insurance information, or patient images were affected as a result of this data breach. Wait. So yeah. the press release for this says, and okay, so Express MRI did the right thing. They have to, by law, tell media outlets if they have an, a breach that affects more than 500 people, sure. which in this case it did. Um, so good on them. But I'm confused because it says... It, it included names, addresses, email addresses, date, dates of birth, ages, referring physicians, and body part scans. But in the next sentence, the press release says no social security numbers, financial or insurance information, or patient images. So aren't body part scans patient images? That's what I was just about to say. That seems strange. Unless it's like, you know, maybe body part scans are in an electronic format and patient images are in a physical format of like a photo. Right. But like body part scans, that just sounds kind of morbid. Like this sounds like no, something from like weird. a Halloween. Maybe like body part scans are like unidentifiable. It's like, you know, it's a body part, but you can't quite tell who it is. Yeah, you're like, patient this image is would be like, oh, definitely, this is definitely a leg. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know whose leg it is, but I've seen a leg before and this checks the boxes. 
Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's good. It seems like Express MRI is doing the right thing here. Um, all okay. jokes aside, um, it looks like it's still kind of in uh, the detective stage of things where you need to kind of figure out uh, what to do next. Um, how do you help your patients? Um, hopefully the HHS or the Department of Health and Human Services helps them with this, um, which most likely they don't because they already have so many breaches that they're dealing with. But um, you know, offering credit monitoring service isn't a bad idea in this case, um, especially if social security numbers are affected. So mm. yeah. And that's it for this week's wrap up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage Podcast produced by eTactics.